0: What's going on, everybody? You are tuned in to the Stoned On Sports podcast, and we are certainly glad that you did. Uh, tonight, I'm I'm joined by Kyle, and as you can see, after a brief hiatus, uh, I'm back here in the saddle. <laughs> tonight, we're going to be talking about outfielders from a fantasy perspective. We're getting start or getting close to the start of the season. We've had spring uh, training games start up, and I'm really starting to get excited for the baseball season um outfield is a, a position that quite frankly is not as deep as it has been in, in years past and i know Kyle that's something you mentioned as as you were doing your research for this
1: yeah uh well you know welcome everybody to the show thanks for stopping in um thanks for all the subscribers and listeners and watchers we we really love that uh, you guys take your time out of your day and um, give us a watch yeah the only place it is deep is round one I mean, really, uh, if you look at the ADP, eight of the 12, uh, first drafted players are outfielders. So that's pretty brutal. If you start three outfielders, imagine if you start five. Yeah,
0: that's, Uh, it's going to be rough.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically there's, there's two positions that, um, you're kind of going to devise your draft strategy on one of them's pitchers because, or starting pitchers because it's always starting pitchers. And I think the other one is
0: outfield, um, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, obviously pitchers are, are going to be, um, a little more volatile because they do get hurt more frequently, but we'll dive into to all of that next week. Do see things popping off here in the chat. Dubo's in the house. What's going on, brother? Appreciate you stopping by. And and north of the border there, Blue Yays. What's going on? We uh, I think we might have a, a Blue Jay or two to talk about tonight. Yeah, I think
1: uh, George Springer's on on deck sometime later here. But um, you want to jump right
0: into it, man? Hell yeah, why not? Um, quite frankly, if you believe anyone other than well, you know what? Let's start out with our rankings. So yeah. we're going seventy-five deep with our outfield rankings, uh, as you can see, Acuna at the top, and and quite frankly, there's no debating that whatsoever. <laughs> uh, especially after last season, which he just went complete ape shit, and and it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, there's some some new names on there, a, a couple of rookies, a, a few dudes who you know, don't have a whole lot of time up in the majors and and some names that are going to be very, very familiar uh, as well. Without further ado, Ronald Acuna got an ADP of one. That was (laughs) difficult. Yeah. Uh, Average auction value of $66, which is just... That is insane, quite frankly. Um, You look at you know what he did last year 819 points average 5.2 per game um last season was absolutely fantastic it was a career year um you saw not only gains from his 20 or gains over his 2022 performance but again it, it was a, a career year and and he really solidified himself as one of the best players in the league <coughs> He led the league in runs, hits, stolen bases, on-base percentage, and OPS. We haven't really seen a season like that since Ricky Henderson back in the late 80s or 1990s, Uh, although, you know, Ricky, he had fewer home runs and and fewer RBIs, and and I know that Jose Canseco turned in the first 40-40 season there in in 1998. One of the biggest jumps that he had was in his batting average. It, It was up something like 80 points. He, he went from 266 to 337. Part of that is explained by him seeing a career high 49% of pitches in the zone. He was more selective last season and what he swung at both inside and out of the zone. Um, his swing rates were down a little bit, uh, about 3%, but he made contact at a 5% higher rate. Um, he also cut his chase rate by 2% and still managed to increase his chase contact percentage by almost 10%. Um, he also cut his whiff rate, swings and misses, by 6%. These changes resulted in a strikeout percentage that was reduced by 12.2% down to 114 and his walk rate was up to 10.9%. So what all those numbers and, and terms you don't know mean? It means he was more selective, and when he did swing the bat, he was making excellent contact. Um, there were some changes to his approach at the plate to put more focus on making solid contact and, and being selective. That change in approach, combined with his elite hard contact ability, gave us not only a return to 40-plus home runs, but also a career-high 35 doubles, and he tallied 80 extra base hits. Now, being healthy also helps, right? Sure. Uh, to me, he represents the pinnacle of a five-category contributor. He gives you elite production and runs, home runs, RBIs, stolen bases, and average. He's got a rare combination of power and speed, and when you combine that with him continuing to refine his uh, disciplined approach at the plate, that's why you're seeing him go off the board number one overall. And, and you may see a draft, you know, here or there where where. Um, J-Rod goes off the board first, but those are going to be few and far between. Quite frankly, I don't give two shits what format you're playing in. If you have the number one overall pick and you don't take him, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. Um, this year I'm looking for 35 home runs, driving in 95, scoring 120, stealing 45 bases because quite frankly, uh, a player like him. It's very difficult to project him going over the 70 stolen base mark again. Not saying it's not possible, but when we do these projections, think of it as simulating the season a million times and we're looking for the result that's kind of right in the middle and maybe we'll go up to a 60th percentile if we're a little bit more bullish or or if we're a little more bearish and, and we think, hey, maybe there's some regression coming. Maybe it's the 40th percentile result. Um, he's going to have a batting average over 300, and on base percentage approaching 400, and, and a slugging percentage, you know, between 550 and 575. I think he'll end up with a 970 OPS. And, and just again, if you have the first overall pick and you don't take him, you're fucking up. Quit it. Just take him and sleep like a damn baby. Yeah. Okay. Uncle
1: Ted in the chat. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Uh, he said he took judge the year after career year. No way I'm taking Acuna. Look, I get it. Regression is an undefeated monster, you know, uh, but I don't think there's any rational way that you, that he can't at least um, be pretty close to what he did last year. Just to put into how elite the, the home runs and the stolen bases were, uh, he hit 13 more home runs than any other 70 steel guy in history. And he stole 27 more bases than any other 40 homer guy in history. It's just amazing. I get your point. um, But as long as he stays healthy, he's going to give you, I believe he's going to give you elite production, um, especially um, in the lineup that he plays in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and not only in fantasy baseball, but in fantasy football, you know, you're going to hear us say, don't pay for the career year. And, I think taking him number one overall is not paying for the career year. I think you are paying for the best asset in fantasy baseball. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, with some pullback, even with some pullback, 35 and 40, I think could easily happen.
0: Absolutely. W- with an Ted. outside shot at 40-40. Right.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uncle Ted, man, thanks for uh, the question there. Um, getting into the fantasy baseball swing here. It's uh, March 1st is Friday. We're coming to the uh, opening games here in a month. So glad you could join there. Give us a like and subscribe if you could. We'd really appreciate it here every Tuesday and Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. All right. Next up, we got Corbin Carroll. Oh, 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 Um, of the Diamondbacks. um, God, it was it was fun to watch him play uh, last year, especially in the playoffs, which I watched uh, a lot of. But uh, with Arizona Currently going um, five overall, $45 uh, in um, auction value. That's a lot of money. Um, I think he can be worth it. Finishes the number four outfielder last season. We have him uh, as our number three in our rankings. Again, those are on the website, Um, He scored 593 points, averaged 3.8 points per game. Um, he's going as the number three outfielder off the board. Um had a great season. His speed is his main asset, ranking in the 99 99th percentile. His sprint speed was. Um, but he showed enough power to avoid just being a speedy guy. Um his expected batting average, 268, does suggest there could be some regression this year, but I think his speed allows him to leg out a lot of those infield hits. So another 280, 290 batting average here isn't really out of the question. Um, and when he does beat those infield out. Holy shit, he just keeps flying around the damn base path. Um, He did improve his plate discipline a little bit through the the year last year. Um, His power did trail off in the second half. I think that was mostly due to a shoulder injury he was dealing with. And I think it started around July. It was definitely in the summer, but um his first half ops was 915 it dropped off to to 811 but that was like i said mostly affected uh by a 10 point drop in his slugging percentage from first half to second half so um with just modest decreases in his in his base percentage and, and batting average i think he can easily hit another 25 home runs steal 40 or more bases he just needs to find a path to make good swing decisions more consistently um he's 23 Heading into a second season in the in the majors, there's every reason to believe that um, he can improve and will improve. Um, even a repeat of last year's number, I, I think he still justifies being a top-five uh, pick in the draft this season. Um, I see why drafters are taking so high. It's, it's elite talent. I'll put him for 25 homers, 77 RBIs, 105 runs, 46 stolen bases, hitting 277 fine player, it's a good outfielder that um anybody would want to draft. For sure.
0: We got Uncle Ted chiming in. He thinks Corbin Carroll is the best fit to be this year's Acuña. I don't hate it. Here's the thing though. You're not going to see the power. We're talking about a guy who's 5'10", 165 with a roughly league average exit velocity and hard uh hit percentage. So I I think at least as he's currently constructed, somewhere in the high 20s is reasonable. I do think uh, the 285 average is legit. It was supported by a 325 BABIP, although his line drive uh, percentage is a little bit below average. To me, he's going to be best in his run production, just primarily due to the number of runs he scores. I think he's a, a safe bet for 180 runs plus RBIs. And look, we're talking about a dude that only has 669 career at bats. Yeah. So, you know, I'm excited to be excited to see what kind of player he is once he really gets settled in around the 12 to 1500 at bat mark. I think your projections are are pretty damn close. I do think, you know, there is some room for for gains after last season. And one thing to remember, um you know, we're we're when you're talking about your um your first round picks, you're not necessarily looking for equity in them. You're not looking for gains. You just want to make sure you return value. You yep. want to make sure that you don't lose. Yep. And I think barring injury, Corbin Carroll is is going to give you just that.
1: It is. Um, the only, I think Arizona's offense can't match Atlanta's. They do have a solid group there that, uh, they did kind of bolster over the winter. Um, I'm still going with Acuna on this, but if I get a chance to get Corbin Carroll, I will take it.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, Next up, we got... uh, Take the thing off there. What are you... You're not doing your job, Matt. Randy Orozarena with the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, uh, number out, number 14 outfielder last season is currently being drafted at ADP of 44 going for about 25 bucks in, um, auctions right now. Great player. I like him a lot. Uh, scored 474 points, averaged 3.1 a game last year. Um, hit 23 homers, 83 RBIs, 95 runs, uh, stole 22 bags. Um, let's see. He started off hot. In the first part of the season, um, he was pretty good, and then just kind of nosedived uh, in July. Um, kind of had a better August, and then just faltered uh, down the stretch as well. Um, the injury—he had some injury deals, knee, back, um, some quad—that contributed to the slumps um, as well. Um, Trying to think, I think this—it's kind of rough with him because his. Swing decisions are kind of volatile. Um, chase and whiff rate well below um, uh, league average. God, I cannot talk today. Uh, but when he does hit the ball, he does obliterate it. Top 20% in exit, velo, barrel rate, and hard hit and expected slugging. Um, strikes out quite a bit, 23 almost 24% um, of the time, but had an improved career. Career walk rate of twelve point two. It was up from five points uh, the year before. I thought that was pretty impressive as well. Um, he's a big, he's a consistent offensive force, but I think those kind of get uh, depressed down there in Tampa Bay, um, just the stadium that he plays in. I see him. He could do twenty-five home runs, twenty-five steals again this year um, easily. Um, I got him. 250, Slashing 259, 346, 445, uh, 23 dingers, 85 ribbies, 80 runs, and I'll go with 24 stolen bases. Um, just needs to stay healthy out there.
0: Yeah, he does. Uncle Ted coming back. Hard pass on a Rose Arena. Give him Adalise over Randy. Imagine how the Cardinals feel right now, knowing that they had both of those guys in their system. Just think about how that outfield would look with, with those two guys out there. You know, regardless if you're a buyer on a Rosa Reina where he's currently going or, or not, that's would be just one hell uh, of an outfield. You know, f- for me... Last season was, was kind of strange. We saw an increase in in his exit velocity and hard hit percentage, but despite him hitting the ball harder, it didn't really translate into extra base hits. He only had 19 doubles last year after seasons of 32 and and 41. Um, he is, you know, you're right. He's going to give you that valuable combination of of power and, and speed. Um, if he continues to improve his plate discipline, you might get some more runs there. Um, you know, at the end of the day, he's still a a damn strong option in all formats. He can contribute in in multiple categories and, you know, there's potential for some slight improvements in his metrics. He's a, a, I don't want to say a a huge high upside guy. I think he's somebody who, you know, you're going to get what you see on the back of the baseball card, but it's still pretty damn good, especially considering how shallow, uh, outfield is this year. Yeah lane thomas somebody i picked up off the scrap heap last year uh was also a cardinal that i did not know but damn with those three you're you're looking at a hell of an outfield and well you know we we can't win all of our trades i guess no so next up somebody who is going to be a very familiar name to to a lot of uh diehard baseball fans and and casual fans alike let's go fishing. Talking about (laughs) Mike Trout. Um, He was the number 98 outfielder last season because of injuries. Surprise, surprise. Did manage to score 257 points, 3.1 points per game. Right now he's a number 16 outfielder off the board. ADP is 60, going for $20. I can tell you at that price, I am not a buyer. Um, You know, despite the you know a, a drop off from 2022 considering how many games he played in his age 31 season it was decent but limited but he still has the you know the all around skill set stolen bases aside he only played in 82 games and and only played in one game after July 3rd it marked the sixth consecutive full season in which he's played 140 or fewer games and over the past 3 seasons he's only averaged 79, 79. games played yeah Um, His average dropped by 20 points with a corresponding decrease in his on-base percentage, although, you know, the on-base percentage drop wasn't quite as much, um, and his slugging was, you know, all right. Um, Despite that decline, (laughs) he, he, you know, he he still had a decent OPS. Um, You know, the average drop was partially mitigated by a 2% increase to his already above average walk rate. Injuries are really taking their toll, though, and his strikeout percentage, it ballooned to 28.2% over the past three seasons, well above his career average. He's still able to make elite hard contact when healthy, though. He was in the top 10% in both hard hit percentage and max EV. And look, he still put up 40 home runs in 2022 and yeah. <laughs> just 119 games. Yeah. Um. He's, you know, like I was saying, he's no longer a stolen base threat. Yeah steals since 2019 and and even then he only had 11. um and look you know you've got the new rules uh with baseball if people didn't steal last season they're just not going to um given trout's track record and and some of the underlying stat cast metrics a rebound is well within range of outcomes for him um it's really just going to come down to health he's somebody who's going to maintain a high on base percentage due to his elite eye at the plate um, and that's going to provide opportunity for runs scored. Availability is going to be crucial. A fully healthy season could see him return to MVP, you know, ish levels. Um, his quality of contact is still pretty damn good. And, and you know, if he makes a, a few adjustments at the plate and cuts down at the strikeouts, he could return to his more dominant form. Do we expect that to happen? Absolutely fucking not. If you draft him, expect no more than 120 games played. And and quite frankly, I think that's being kind of generous. Um, But the potential is there. He's somebody who I think, quite frankly, is going this high just based off of name recognition. If you want to take that chance, have at it. Um, I'm not going to to be doing that. I think for this year, you're looking at, you know, about 20 home runs, drive in 75, score a little over 60. Uh, 265, 365, triple slash, and 865 OPS, and, and again, I, I think we're leaning towards the the optimistic side with with that projection. Right.
1: Um, he's on the wrong side of thirty, right? I mean, it's wildly risky to take him as your top field, top outfield option. Do not do it. Um, but drafting him as your outfield two with a you know good plan uh when the absences are going to happen I could see it um he needs to play 130 games Uh, he needs to play 130 games for it to be worth it
0: sure and we're talking about a team that quite frankly isn't going to be that good yeah um you know he's got Anthony Rendon who's probably going to be hitting right behind him who he has his injury issues all of his own there's not a whole lot of protection in that lineup I'm not super optimistic on, on Trout or the angels, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, Uncle Ted says Mike Trout could have a career year under what Washington did. Hamilton did Acuna did could happen, but.
0: It's possible, but you know, those guys turned in career years by being on the field as well. And that's, that's the crux of the issue here. It's not a matter of talent. It's not a matter of ability. It's nothing like that. It's, being on the field availability is the best
1: ability Extra, absolutely supersonic in the house old fish or trout catfish and pistol rx thank you guys you're welcome man awesome hope we're it's going to pistol. get some good content thanks for joining uh give us a like and subscribe we'd really really appreciate it uh next up we got brian reynolds outfielder for this, the obviously outfielder <laughs> for the pirates uh currently going at about 87 19 average auction value he was the number 23 the season scoring a 449 points uh 3.1 a game um he's not coming off his best season but i don't think the shine's really worn off yet he did um Hit 24 home runs, 31 doubles, doubles uh, stole a career high 12 bases. Uh, I mean, if you're not scoring 12 to 15 bases uh, <laughs> a year in the in the new rules, what the fuck are you doing? Um, he stayed healthy enough to appeared in 40 145 games uh, or more for the second consecutive season. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, his batting average has dipped below 270 uh, in recent season, but those steady on base skills. Um, are very helpful. Decreased his walk percentage uh, to blow average. Um, I lost my spot. And his 21% strikeout rate falls kind of right in line with his career average. Um, Ranked 70th percentile better and just about Every offensive metric known to StatCast, exit velocity, hard hit rate, barrel rate, were his career best by a fair margin. Um, And he was in, this, like I said, the 70th percentile or better in all of those as well. Also finished the season real strong. Um, Through his final 260-plus plate appearances, he slashed 277, 345, 514 with an OPS of 857. Pretty good. I'd hope there'd be more of a a ceiling for him um because now he's put up three straight um seasons of 24 home runs or more his um you can't really doubt his consistency i think he looks all of a part or all of a a top 100 pick in fantasy baseball drafts this spring consistently being selected in the eighth uh, you know ninth round i think that's pretty reliable value in those uh, draft slots I like him this year. For some reason, I didn't project his 2024. It's not
0: here. Sorry, right. my, bad. my bad. I, I did. Um, you know, I with him. I like the jump in, in home runs. I, I like or I'm sorry, it. I read that completely wrong. He was actually at three fewer. I like the jump in RBIs. He had 22 more RBIs last year than than 2022. Stolen bases were up. He stole a dozen. We're we're not talking about Ronald Acuna here, but still, you'll take what you can get. He's an aggressive hitter at the plate. He does his fair share of of swinging and missing, but he makes good hard contact. His EV and and hard hit percentage are well above league average, Um, and, and I like that. You know, there was some increase in his hard hit, and that says, you know, maybe he's still kind of hanging on to his prime. He's somebody who's capable of adjusting and and potentially showing a a little more gains next year. He's somebody who I'm going to be keeping an eye on because he could provide pretty damn good value with any improvements to his batting metrics uh, where he's going, especially uh, if you get any uh, growth in stolen bases. One thing to keep in mind is team context, uh, but his skill set does provide a, a pretty damn solid foundation yeah. uh for him to be relevant again with with the possibility of a, a little bit of equity. This year I'm I'm thinking something around 24 home runs, uh, drive in and score 80 each. We'll call it nine stolen bases, uh a 260, 340, 455, triple slash, good for a 795 OPS. Um if some of the younger players there in Pittsburgh step up a little bit, maybe there's a chance that some of that comes up a bit. I'm not really going to count on it, but you know, where he's going in the draft and and for 19 bucks off a $260 budget, he's going to be a a steady Eddie outfielder for you. Yeah. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie. Well, steady Brian. How's that? (laughs) All right, blue. This one's for you, buddy. We're headed north of the border. George Springer. He was a number 24 outfielder last year, 446 points, averaged 2.9 a game. This year he is the number 27 outfielder off the board, ADP of 115. You can pick him up for, uh, we'll call it $15, which which isn't too bad. Um his last or I'm sorry, last year was Kind of a, a a mixed bag with him. The the big deal was his durability and, and increased base stealing, but there was also some you know declines in other offensive categories. He played 140 or more games for just the fourth time in his career, and the first time since 2018. Uh, his batting average was down about 10 points, uh, along with his on base and slugging were, were both down. Actually, they were career lows. His home run total dropped to 21 rbis were down just four to 72 quite frankly i was shocked he had 20 stolen bases last year as a career high and it was only the third time in his career that he's had double digit steals yeah taking a look at his spray chart his pull percentage was down eight percent and it makes me wonder if this was an intentional approach change or is his bat starting to slow down he is coming into his age 34 season um his minor um Decrease in in overall offensive output was mirrored by a decrease in hard contact. Uh, His exit velocity was down half a mile an hour. His hard hit percentage was down two and a half percent. There's still some pop in his bat, though, because he's still top three percent in max EV. He's just not hitting the ball hard as consistently as he did in years past. To me, he looks like a player who's in decline. His average on-base slugging OPS and home run percentage have significantly declined over the past few years. It's hard to project how many games he's going to play just given his injury history over the past, we'll call it half decade, but I think 120 games is a halfway decent number for him. This year, I'm I'm looking for him to come in somewhere around 19 home runs, 70 RBI, 80 runs scored, 12 steals, With a 250, 320, 400 triple slash, good for a 720 OPS, and quite frankly, that Blue Jays team is kind of an enigma to me. They're pretty damn hard to project. Um, You had the changes there at Rogers Center or whatever the hell it's called now um, that really affected right-handed hitters. We'll see how things kind of play out this year. I I, I mean, back in the day, it that was a, a, a fantastic offensive ballpark, and and now it's one hell of a pitcher's park. We'll see what happens. I, yeah. I think he's solid for where he's going. He's not somebody that, you know, I'm going to dap it up after drafting him because I'm so thrilled. Uh, but I'm also not going to lose any sleep over it either.
1: Yeah. His isolated power, as ISO was career worst, uh, 147. That's 67 points below his, his career mark of 214. So maybe um, the ballpark there, you mentioned has something to do that. Um, I think he's a, a, a risky bet coming off this, this career, career worst season. He's still, uh, they, they report he's still going to remain the leadoff hitter there. So, you know, he will get a lot of at bats if he stays on the field, but uh, I have him, you know, he's an outfielder three slash four this year.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I know there was, we, There was a lot of back and forth on on this one and and we kind of landed at 24. So he's, you know, right on that border of, of, you know, a low end to a a high end three. And and maybe that's a little generous. Who knows? All right. Oh, we can rip on this guy. Yeah. Let's talk about Cedric. I'm going (laughs) to tell you a little story about him. Cedric Mullins. He looks very determined there in that picture. Look at the chain flopping and everything. Yeah. Yeah. He was a number 58 outfielder last season, scored 321 points, uh, averaged 2.8 points per game this year. He's a number 32 outfielder off the board and, and our number 32 ranked outfielder uh, in ADP, a 138. You can pick him up for a 10 spot. Um his season last year was one of likely frustration due to injury, since he only played 119 games. After a 2021 season that set career high uh, expectations with an All-Star selection, he got MVP MVP votes. The past couple of years can really only be seen as a disappointment. He ended last year with a 233 average, a noticeable drop from 258 in 2022, and way down from his 291 peak in 2021. His on-base percentage was also down to 305, which is 15 points below league average. The big part of his game is his speed. It was still evident there. He had 19 stolen bases, uh, although this was down from the 34 he had uh, in 2022. And quite frankly, it's his most valuable asset. His strikeout rate increased to 22, uh, just over 22%, although his walk rate did improve uh, to uh, about 9.5%, which is about a percent over league average. Taking a look at his batted ball profile, it showed a decrease in ground balls and an increase of fly balls, and that aligns with some modest gains to ISO and slugging. It could be a concerted effort to elevate the ball more, uh, maybe going for more extra base hits and home runs, However, this approach can also lead to a lower batting average. His pull percentage was a career-high 41.6%, well above league average. That combined with his 21.6-degree launch angle shows us a player that really seems to be selling out for power, despite his below-average exit velocity and hard-hit percentage. I think he's likely to aim to balance out his approach a little bit to improve his batting average and on-base percentage and help secure his place in the lineup, just given how much young talent the team has in the pipeline. And we've seen this with Baltimore. They're constantly bringing up elite prospects with with great pedigrees. So there's some pressure on dude to to contribute. There is. He does remain an intriguing option, given where you're drafting him and, and what his auction value is. Is the speed's legit? And we were likely looking at a 2030 season last year if he played 150 games, though given the perceived change in approach at the plate, I'm not expecting him to match his 2021 season. For this year, I'm, I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of 18 to 20 home runs, 75 RBIs, 25 steals, 70 runs, a triple slash, a 240, 310, 410, good for a 720 OPS And quite frankly, just with all the talent the team has in the minor leagues, I don't know if that's going to be enough to keep him in the lineup every day. Maybe he turns into a four- or five-day-a-week player. If he does, quite frankly, there's no room for him on my roster.
1: Yeah, his position's definitely not as secure as it was in the past with uh, the wealth of talent there, Austin Hayes, Santander, uh, Jorge Mateos, an infielder, but he might be a candidate to to potentially see uh, more time in outfielder. An uh, outfield, just how crowded the uh, infield is. So, um, there's a couple rule, a couple rules I like to go with with fantasy baseball. One of them: don't draft mid level guys in the in the top 150, hoping they can get back to their former selves when their former self was from you know a healthy season two or three seasons ago. You have him projected, well, I have some, mine as well, but I have him um, 18 home runs, 27 stolen bases. Starling Marte, he's projected to go 14 and 30, and you can get him 70 picks later. So I, I'm not too high on Cedric Mullins um, at all.
0: No, he, he's kind of coasting on past glory. Yeah. You know, I mean, that day, the 2021 season where he went 30-30, fantastic. You know that's a feather in your cap. Nobody can take it away from you. But that shit ain't happening again. No. Uh,
1: All right, T.J. Friedl, the
0: Reds.
1: (sighs) Finished number twenty-four outfielder last season. Uh, He's the thirty-seventh outfielder off the board going in drafts. One fifty-five ADP, going for about eleven dollars. I think you can make an argument that he was the Reds' best player last season. He was one of just 17 players in the majors to log at least 25 stolen bases and 15 home runs. He should continue to hit at at the top of that young, exciting uh, Reds lineup. He should play every day. He owns a career .350 batting average against lefties despite batting left-handed. Um You know, he's a speedster with some, some pop, you know, he can hit the 20, 30 threshold, I believe. Um, But his, his contact metrics are all well below average. He doesn't hit the ball very hard despite those 18 home runs he had last year, 12th percentile and exit velo, fifth percentile and hard hit rate, giving him the biggest differential uh, between slugging and expecting slugging of any hitter. Uh, It's not close now. He does play half of his games at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. He had 13 of his 18 home runs there. So that surely made a difference. You don't see it making that big of a difference with, with other hitters, though. Um, so we'll see. Could approach 20 home runs again. Um, should, like I said, uh, he most of his plate appearances, he was uh, leading off or batted uh, second. I think we're having a much different conversation about him and his upside if he isn't playing in Cincinnati. But finding value in the outfield is going to be tough this season, as we mentioned at the top of the show. If a player that can get 20 and 20 with a respectable batting average and an on-base percentage, he should be useful. And again, I must have stopped projecting people, so my bad. Um, The Reds have a very deep roster too. If he struggles, he could lose some playing time. You got some other, uh, Churio, Jorge Soler, Riley Green, Chas McCormick, all in the same kind of area, 10 to 15 draft spots. Maybe you look somewhere else.
0: Yeah, and and I think a lot of it, too, is going to come down to, you know, once we get to this point in the draft around 150, how is your team constructed Yeah, up to this point? That's going to dictate a lot if you go for Jorge Soler versus uh, TJ here. Every single one of his home runs last year was affecting any gains, it, it, quite frankly. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if there's some regression here. To me, he's more of a doubles hitter than a, a home run hitter, which is fine. It, it'll still give you a decent ISO and, and a decent slugging percentage. Um, he is probably the most patient and selective hitter that we have talked about so far this season. He takes the uh takes the first pitch over 80% of the time, well above league average. He saw plenty of pitches in the zone last year, and that's likely going to continue this season because, you know, pitchers are, are still going to want to avoid giving him a free pass because of the lineup behind him. When he does swing, he excels at making contact. He's got roughly he's roughly in the top 10% of whiff rate. Again, swing and miss. Um this year, I think he's going to come in somewhere around 16 home runs, drive in 65, playing time dependent. I think he could score 85 runs and, and possibly even more. 33 stolen bases. I, I think he'll go for a 280 average, 360 on base, 460 slug. Good for an 820 OPS. Considering where you're getting him at, at 150 or, or for just over $10, that's a damn good return. There, there's some There's some equity there. I think people are just—if you're drafting him, expecting gains in the home run department, don't do it. <laughs> All right, what do we got here? Uncle Tad, Chaz McCormick, Evan Carter, Yoshida, Jung Ho Lee.
1: Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, there, there's there's going to the be a area. lot of
0: of outfield that's going to be a crapshoot. Um, Evan Carter against same-side pitching, there's there's still some concern there, and, and we're looking at a very small sample size elite prospect pedigree. He looked fantastic last year, um, but it's hard to to pin your hopes on, you know, that continuing, but again, where you're getting him, you know, what do you really have to bitch about? Not a yeah. whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Next up is Brandon Nimmo. Um, he was a number 19 outfielder last season. 453 points, average three per game. This year, he's a number 44 outfielder off the board. You can get him around pick 190, six bucks. And we have him at 44. Yes, we do. (laughs) Our number 44 outfielder. Um, He's a reliable leadoff hitter. He's got a good eye at the plate. There's a a nice blend of power and consistency there. Um, He's got a career trend of solid on base skills, and, and there was a little bit of an uptick in home runs. Played in 152 games last year. Love that availability. Uh, He hit 274 for the second year in a row. On-base percentage was down just from 367 to 363. You know, you can call that natural year-to-year variance. Um, However, his slugging percentage was up 33 points thanks to a career-high 24 home runs. He also had 30 doubles for the second straight season and chipped in six triples. We saw career highs from him in exit velocity and hard hit percentage, uh, combined with significant increases in fly ball percent and pull percentage. That's where the home runs are coming from, hitting the ball hard and pulling it. However, we saw an increase in his strikeout percentage up to 21.4%. He's somebody who will take a walk. You know, he walks about 10.9% of the time, which is is a good, you know, full two percent over league average. He's got an elite chase rate of just 19.9%. When you look at his 2023 and, and kind of compare it to his career averages, his ability to maintain a high on-base percentage while increasing his sluggid, his slugging percentage shows us how he's evolving into a more complete hitter, sacrificing a little bit of contact for the sake of power. Um, despite the increase in strikeouts, he's still got a, a well above average on-base percentage, and, and that is really what helps him out here. Um, for this season, I'm leaning towards him continuing to blend his discipline, disciplined approach with his recent power gains. Given the consistency and his exit velocity and hard hit rate, it's reasonable to expect a batting average somewhere between you know, 270 and, and 280, a strong on-base percentage, likely above 360, I think, you know, he's going to be right around that 20 home run mark, maybe the low 20s, 22, 23. If he replicates what he did last year, be happy about it. But that's going to depend on his fly ball rates and and pull percentage. His 2023 showed off his ability to adapt and improve, again, particularly in the power department, without sacrificing the on-base skills that have really defined him throughout his career. Uh, Coming into this year, I I think he's poised to continue to be a a key contributor to your team, blending that mix of on-base ability and power. Uh, Again, for this year, I'm thinking, you know, we'll call it 20 home runs, 65 RBIs. I think he scores around 80. I think he's going to give you a, a solid 50 total extra base hits with a triple slash of around 270, 365, 450. Good for an 815 OPS. He's another dude on a team that I really don't expect to be all that good, but there are some damn good bats behind him in the lineup. Um, so that's why I'm I'm kind of bullish on his run scoring. We'll see how things work out. I'm not saying he's free, but you're also, you know, at this point in the draft, if, if you can get those projected numbers, there's not really a whole hell of a lot to complain about. And, and quite frankly, we're actually starting to get into lottery ticket territory.
1: Yeah. Um, he's always kind of been a points league darling. He had injuries, uh, you know, in uh, you know the last two years he's been healthy, but uh, he dealt with injuries a lot in his career. I think that that might be behind him there. So uh, the home runs, yeah, career best marks and ground ball rate, barrel rate, hard hit percentage and max exit velocity why is a guy that is in the 66th percentile for sprint speed only stealing three bases with with all these changes when everybody else is stealing at least 10 uh it's great he's just not going to do it he only had three stolen bases in in 2022 as well kind of boring but um he's going to move to left field this season it sounds like um so far in camp with them uh with bader taking over harrison bader taking over in center field He's fully healthy this spring. I uh, was dealing with uh AC joint sprain late last year. It's gonna be the leadoff hitter. everyday leadoff man there for six bucks. I would I, I I would throw it. I'd buy that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. With with that on base percentage, him setting the table there for Francisco Lindor and, and, yeah. and the polar bear Pete Alonzo. Uh, he to end up being a steal. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. I love this guy's name.
1: Lars Newbar uh, with the Cardinals, ADP of 201, going for uh, also $6. He's the 46th outfielder off the board. Um, only played 117 games last season, had some injury deals. We actually saw him play in June of 2021 at a triple A game uh, there in Indianapolis. I think it was the uh, Red, Memphis Redbirds, something like that. Sure something like that i think that's uh the 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 affiliate there but um did have a solid season but the preseason hype didn't really live up there hindered by injuries uh to his thumb back Uh, he had that uh if you remember uh, painful fall ball off his you know you know what as well um but he does have an elite walk rate, 14.3%. That's top 5% of the league. Uh, I think his plate discipline is um, a tremendous a- asset for him um, with that 367 on um, base percentage. Uh, peripherals were all down, though launch angle, barrel rate, hard hit percentage, um, but whiff rate. Great. Don't chase, you know, top 12% of the league? That's uh, the percentage of player swings that don't make contact with the ball. Uh, chase rate, top 2% of the league, percent of pitches outside of the zone that the hitter swings at. I think that stat really helps you understand how good of a hitter he is in, in laying off bad pitches. To put that in context, the league average for chase rate was almost 31%. So I think he has uh, definitely the skills to be solid fantasy con- contributor, um, needs to increase his playing time by staying healthy um, and playing against lefties more. Um, you know, Two things that are kind of out of his control, but um, I like him this year. Uh, if he were to get a full season, I think he definitely has 20-20 potential. I have him at 20 home runs, uh, 77 runs scored, 66 RBIs, and I'll throw 10 steals on there as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, He's somebody who it's kind of fun to watch because we're really seeing the evolution of a promising young player with an elite eye. You know, you talked about his chase rate. He's also been top 5% in walk rate each of the past couple of years. And he showed a, a real focus on staying patient at the plate. Yeah, You talked about the nagging injuries. And I think that played a big role in in zapping his power, Um, and you see that reflected in his exit velocity and hard hit percentage. Like many young hitters, he really struggles against breaking pitches, and as a result, he saw a 5% jump in the number of breaking balls that he's seen. He does have the ability to hit the ball as hard as almost anybody in the league, though, but part of his evolution is figuring out and growing into the hitter that he's going to become. I agree with you. I I think there's a 20 plus home run season in his bat and you could see it as soon as this year. Um, again, it's going to come down to health. You know, I was looking at the, um, the Cardinals futures this year for, for games one. I just don't see it. That team does not look all that great to me. Um, i like the their lineup better than their pitching staff and and i realize that's not really you know relevant to what we're talking about now but you know we have to remember that team context plays a big part if there's nobody on base there's nobody for you to drive in you know if you get on base but you got a bunch of dick bags behind you you're you're just gonna sit there yeah so you know st louis they're generally always halfway decent um I think he's gonna steal a, a few more bases than you do. Um, I'm a little bit more <laughs> bullish on the run score. I mean, I've just got him at, at 17 stolen bases and an even yeah. 20 home runs. Um, I love the on-base skills though, uh, especially in on-base percentage leagues. If you can get him this late, you're, you're getting a steal there. Um, but quite frankly, if you're getting on base, you're not making an out at the plate. And in points leagues, that's what you want.
1: Yep. Yeah. agreed. All right, next up, Starling Marte with the New York Mets. Uh, currently the 52nd outfielder off the board in an ADP of 218, also six bucks. Um, didn't play much last season. Only appeared in 82 games, had 315 at-bats. <coughs> Excuse me, had uh, migraine issues that that plagued him um, during the season. Um, also a bad groin injury there in, in late summer. I know he had double groin surgery or core muscle surgery in, in November of 22, so I'm not sure if that was related at all. Guy's 35 years old. Did play in the Dominican Winter League this this year. Um, had an uh, on-base percentage of um, 388. Reported to camp fully healthy this spring, so we'll see. Um, whiff rate, 27.4, was a career high, and his chase rate of 37.4 was as high since 2016. Those are not good. Paired with his 4.7 walk rate, he's in the bottom 4% of the league. Uh, It kind of limits him excelling in in any category. He did take advantage of the new baseball rules, stole 24 bases, uh, in just those 341 plate appearances Um, will need to be more than just a stolen base threat. Uh, in this 35 season, so his ISO was .076 it was worst uh, in a single season so far. He was he has a career of 158, so it was you know cut in half. Um, anyone who's ever watched a 35 year old speedster hit ground balls to second <laughs> and then get thrown out by a half step, it's not the place to find fantasy value. Okay, um, does have a career 343 on base percentage, so there's some value there. He's never been an Iron Man. He's only hit 600 plate appearances twice in his career, and not since, and he hasn't done it since 2018. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the questionable reliability paired with the so-so numbers is, is an avoid for me. Um, I got him at, oh, God, 134 games. Hopefully he can hit that. 14 homers, um, 65 RBIs, 70 runs scored. Um, I don't think I'll I'll throw 30 stolen bases on there.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's look, the the speed is, is still legit, quite frankly. You know, you talked about the, the 24 stolen bases last year and, you know, he combined that with 28 RBIs, which is kind of an odd statistical combination. Yeah. Um, you know, his walks decreased, his strikeouts increased. That's not really unexpected given his age. Looking at his batted ball data, it's all right around his career norms within a, a percentage point or two. Um 10 years ago, he was one of the more exciting players in the league. Yeah. You know, yeah. At, at this point, he's a bench or, or depth piece that really offers little more than than stolen bases. Um, I'm not going out of way, out of my way to draft him. You know, you you talked about it a, a few minutes ago. I'd rather take a chance on a younger guy like Lars Newbar, who we just talked about for, you know, at a similar ADP and and value than somebody who is definitely on the downside of their career and, and just kind of playing out the string. You know, if I'm in a roto league and I'm desperate for steals. Sure. Sure. You know, but other than that, no, not really. And you know, you might be asking, all right, you know, so this is a dude who is your number one or number 51 ranked outfielder. Why in the hell are you even talking about him? There's some big leagues out there, there you is. know, especially if you're starting five outfielders, Starling Marte is a borderline starter. Yeah. And
1: to, to, uh, we're going to, we're doing 12 today. It's outfield week, basically on Thursday show, we're going to do another 12 right through, uh, uh, you know, spread out through the rankings as well. But, you gotta talk about him. That's it. You gotta talk about them.
0: Have to contractually obligated. <laughs> All right. Our last dude for today, Dubo, this one's for you. Max Kepler. Um, he was the number 50 outfielder last season. 347 points, averaged 2.7 per game. He is our 54th ranked outfielder right now. He's a number 61 outfielder off the board. You can get him at pick 269. Or for two bucks i yeah. i mean that's pretty much as close to free as, as you're gonna get um 2023 saw a, a damn nice rebound after a down year in 2022 he saw improvements in his uh several key areas his batting average was up uh almost or a little over 40 points that was accompanied by an increase in his on-base percentage and his slugging so you know we're seeing a bit of a positive trend there compared to his previous years He had his career year in in 2019. I don't think we're going to see that again. Um, But 24 home runs, not all that bad. Um, You know, his his strikeouts were up, his his walks were down, and he traded that for hard contact. His exit velocity and hard hit percentage were both up and and well above league average and and his career uh, highs you're seeing a more of a focus on fly balls and, and you know, he's going for power, right? He's looking to, to get back to that 2019 form. And as I sit here as a 44 year old man, I think we're all looking to get back to our younger form. Sure. That shit doesn't happen. You know, I don't give a shit how many pills Frank Thomas is out there trying to hoard to give you better testosterone, whatever it is, shit ain't going to happen. Um, he's going to back clean up in a lineup that is riddled with just glass players, mm-hmm. players who are always her Byron Buxton and, and Royce Lewis and all them. They can't keep their asses on the field. If he plays 130 games, I think he's got a good shot to match last year's performance. And for two bucks, I'll take close to 25 home runs.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Um Going to be a platoon guy a little bit, though. You know, You don't play against lefties. You know, I had 88 bats last season against uh, lefties. I think the manager there, Baldelli, Rocco Baldelli, platoons, everyone, even when they shouldn't be platoon. He's a big analytics guy. Um, you can almost compare Kepler to somebody like Anthony Santander, who would be drafted probably 8 to 10 rounds before this guy. Mm-hmm. I. hmm I, I could see the point there, uh, or Kepler for two bucks. Right. I don't hate it.
0: Right. I mean, I he's a scratch it. off
1: ticket. Yep, for sure. So he was, he was legitimately very good last season. Um, and I think it could be
0: sustainable. Yeah, it, it's damn possible. Dubo agrees. Dude's a hammer. Guy's a hammer. Like MC, baby.
1: Heck yeah. Um, yeah, heck yeah! I can't wait.
0: This is a great show. Good it was. Show. I agree.
1: And you guys all saw that uh, Cody Bellinger finally signed back with the Cubs. There, three-year, eighty million dollar contract. Some opt-outs after player uh, or after year one and year two. It, it made sense that he went back
0: there. Sure, um, and it was a front-loaded deal too. It was, and he's. I think he's getting thirty mil for for this season and.
1: And he's so versatile, uh, being able to, you know, he pretty much, what, he's 84, started 84 times in the outfield and, like, 60 60 times at first. So, versatile. I like it. Hell yeah. Wow, boy. He's too legit to quit. Too legit. Heck yeah. Um, What else? Hold on. I know I got something else here. I did something else. Well yeah, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Um again here every Tuesday and Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back Thursday with another 12 outfielders, uh, giving you the information you need to uh, you know, draft a great team this year and be competitive in your fantasy baseball league. Um, I, I can't wait. Our draft's like, I don't know, three weeks away, two and a half weeks away, and I'm 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 itching it. We'll also have the podcast fantasy baseball league. Matt's putting that together um, this weekend, and we'll put that out as well. And uh, you know, get a draft date decided. I'll let you guys know so you guys can join. We can do uh, the football baseball league just like we did the football league. Have some fun.
0: That's it, and and hopefully I do better. Um, <laughs> I do want to ma- amend one of your previous statements. We're here to help you win. I don't give two shits about being competitive. If I can't win, I don't care where I finish. (laughs) I don't play fantasy sports to come in third.
1: Right. Heck yeah.
0: All All right. right. Yep. I'll I'll take us out since you just continue to do it. It's my turn, fucker. All right. right. On behalf of this dude. Thanks again for for coming to hang out with us. We really, really appreciate it. And quite frankly, it's humbling that anyone would even want to, even those of you that we pay to do it, like, you know, Loud Boy and and them. Um, Again, we're going to be back Thursday. We'll talk about some more outfielders, some great ones, some good ones, some okay ones, and, and, you know, a couple just to help you round out your roster. A couple poopy ones. And then next week, (laughs) I'm looking forward to that shit. We got starting pitcher week, baby. That's going to be so fun. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little fired up. All, All right,
1: everybody. <laughs> Have a great night.
0: See you next time, folks.